Welcome to Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen, an international menopause expert, author, and speaker. I help women go from feeling uncertain, uncomfortable, and struggling to experiencing a new sense of confidence, freedom, and vitality. My own story mirrors that of thousands of women that I have connected with through writing my book, speaking engagements, and coaching. Like you, I felt unprepared, unsupported, and at times dismissed by family, employers, and even doctors. That's why I created this podcast as a place of advocacy, offering facts, resources, and a community where you can become more empowered to take control of your menopause journey. Join us each week as we dive into honest, open, raw conversations on the topics that matter deeply to menopausal midlife women. From our changing bodies to our relationships, to dealing with menopause and aging at work and in society. My mission is to help you to tap into our collective wisdom so you can emerge more powerful, wiser, not just older, thriving and ready to embrace wholeheartedly the next chapter in your life. Well, welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen. And today we are going to be discussing a great technique in hypnosis and we are going to be, I think, diving deep into anxiety, which as many of you listening to this show regularly know, is an aspect that many women don't expect to be part of their menopause, but most definitely is. And I'm delighted today to be joined by a friend and a great guest and that's Stephanie D'Alfonso. I am excited that you're going to be here. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Clarissa. I'm looking forward to our conversation. I am looking forward to it. I mean, you've had an amazing career before you became a hypnotherapist that you are. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that you were once known as Stevie Knox, the celebrity DJ. Tell us a little bit more about your journey from celebrity DJ to hypnotherapist, a hypnotist. Well, um, yeah, I was. Um, I knew when I was fourteen that I wanted to be a radio DJ, and I made it happen. And I loved it. It was just fabulous. My last uh, radio job was doing the morning show with two small children. My son was still in diapers, and I was getting up at three thirty in the morning, and I experienced insomnia. And insomnia is absolutely torture. And I mean, it was just horrible. And so I did what anybody would do. And I went to the, the, the doctor, got a prescription, and it worked for a short time. And then it stopped. And so it got even worse, even worse. Oh, and when I went to see the doctor, the doctor said, well, you know, the insomnia is because of your anxiety, right? I was like, what? I had spent my entire life not realizing that what I was experiencing was not normal. The constant worry, not just worry about everything, but worrying about the worst case scenarios, wearing my shoulders up at my ears like earrings, I didn't know. So after the medication failed me, I started looking for, all right, how can I start to take control of this. And I, um, this was back in 1995. And, you know, we still had the phones on the wall with the, the cords. And um, I happened to be on a, a, a teleconference, which was cutting edge technology back then. And I heard Gary Craig talking about 
emotional freedom techniques. And it's basically uh, tapping. It's like acupuncture that you self-apply just tapping with your fingertips on certain points. And it helps me. I was amazed. So, you know, after I learned that, I started to be able to sleep again and, and find ways to calm myself. I was like on a mission. I wanted to learn as many ways as possible to uh, calm anxiety. And I ended up uh, a few years ago writing the book, Goodbye Anxiety, Hello Freedom. Um, outlining some of these techniques. I have 35 techniques in the book, but it's because I've spent, you know, 25 years researching holistic ways to calm stress and anxiety. Yeah, that's so wonderful. And I mean, you've really said some pertinent things there, Stephanie, about medication being very short term. And we know that our doctors like to push that out, but there are just so many great holistic techniques to help us, not just with our sleep, but also the mind chatter, that monkey mind. Yes, yes. And I have a uh, post-it note in front of me on the wall, um, Clarissa, that says, short moments of peace and calm many times a day. And because of everything that was thrown at us last year in 2020, I scratched out a day and put an hour because I truly believe that the way, you know, for me personally and for you know, my many, many clients that I've helped with this, when we interrupt that stress response on a regular basis, then it doesn't have a chance to, to get so big, right? Because when it gets that big, it's really hard to, to bring it down. But when you notice, ooh, I'm starting to feel uncomfortable and you do something simple as, oh, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out, I'm breathing in, I'm breathing out. It doesn't give that stress the chance to, you know, ramp up to, you know, almost a panic attack that quickly. Exactly. And, and you said that it's small moments, exactly, several times, probably an hour for many of us, that our mind races. And I know that mine used to be like that as well, and that I had to learn not to allow it to escalate to uncontrollable levels. Right, right. And unfortunately, so many people don't, you know, they don't know that it is possible to start taking control. And it's because, you know, we are a pharma-centric uh, pharma society that, you know, the, even, you know, all the advertising now, you know, Ew, you take this medication, take this medication. And I'm not completely anti-medication and I would never tell somebody not to take medication, but I really, you know, I want people to understand that there are alternatives, um, you know, and what I um, share is all natural. And uh, one of the things that I'm, you know, in my life, and then also, you know, in my, I talk about it in the book and I share with clients is essential oils because they're not new age, which is, you know, some people think, but essential oils, they went back, they found them in the pyramids, in the tombs, right? So, and, you know, what did uh, the, the wise men bring baby Jesus? Frankincense and myrrh are both essential oils. Two very so, beautiful good. essential oils, I'd say as well, that are fabulous. I have frankincense here at home and I use that every day at the end of the day, two drops in the bath just to come down. <laughs> that is wonderful because they, they call frankincense the king of oils. And if I can veer off topic for just a second, Clarissa, I want to share, um, I have a drop of frankincense uh, in my uh, wild blueberry smoothie every single day. And uh, 
just over two years ago, according to the medical community, my husband would be dead today. Um, he was diagnosed with an incredibly rare, rare fatal form of cancer. And he has always been supportive of me, but never really was into what I do. Uh, <laughs> when you're faced with a fatal cancer diagnosis, all right, let, what you got? So I got him on uh, taking some essential oils internally, uh, the wild blueberry smoothies, uh, green juices, um, some uh, holistic energy techniques, and, you know, quote unquote, by happenstance, this incredible sound healer uh, from California. So the other side of the country just happened to be at this dinky little town in our state, right when he needed to be, you know, experiencing that healing. Uh, so when we, but to prep for his uh, appointment with the specialist, he had a PET scan and his doctor couldn't get on the phone fast enough to say, clear, 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 all your margins are clear. So we know, I don't know why we kept the appointment with the specialist, but we did. We went and he's kind of like looking perplexed and like, what? Uh, he's not saying anything. And he finally says, well, you have three options. You can take a wait and see approach. You can have the remainder of what was on his forearm, which we now know was just, you know, was uh, just a, a uh, scar tissue. It wasn't cancerous anymore. Uh, or you can do 15 weeks of radiation. And I said, if wait and see is an approach, is in the cards. I, I don't think we want to pump him full of radiation when we just filled him with radiation for the PET scan. And the doctor said, no, no, don't worry about it. It'll be out here to pointing to his forearm and he'll have a lead blanket on him. Like, oh, so right. that, oh, we're not <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that being said, holistic approaches, uh, you know, helped him to be cancer free. They said he would be dead in two years and he's very much alive and healthy. However, Western medicine saved him. That was his second medical miracle. Western medicine saved him almost 20 years ago with a life-saving liver transplant. So I share that to say, I'm not saying no to Western medicine, but it's not the only answer. No, and I think it's this blend, isn't it? As you're talking, I'm thinking there is this fantastic, high-tech, really knowledgeable medical profession and professionals. But there's also a lot of ancient wisdom. And I think for any of us, whether we are with cancer, whether we're suffering from other really difficult diseases, or whether we're actually going through a life transition as, like menopause, it's that combined effect that can be so powerful. Right. And I, I'm not really sure, Clarissa, but I kind of venture to think you know, with my menopause journey, perimenopause was much, much more challenging for me than my menopause experience was. And I think I would like to think that it's because um, when I was experiencing perimenopause, that was at the beginning of when I learned that I um, had anxiety my entire life. And that by the time I got to menopause, I had incorporated so much of this into my life that it, it really wasn't a hard journey for me. No. And of course, for the listeners who may know that I speak about anxiety quite a lot because I was an anxiety sufferer, it's the combined effect of our stress with our fluctuating hormones and the impact of less estrogen in the body on the brain that brings up quite often an underlying anxiety to the fore in our perimenopause yes. and menopause years. Yes, very much so. And so you know, I'm a devout yogi and yoga 
means union. And so that's my approach for life. It's not just, you know, when I'm on my yoga mat, but it's throughout life of the union. So, you know, the union of great Western medical advice, the union of the holistic natural approaches that go back centuries. Yes, yes. And I love that you're a yogi. I'm a yogi, but I'm a little bit more of a Qigong Taoist yogi now. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I found that that kind of works better with for me now. And that's just about going with the flow. And right. That's the wisdom of, you know, getting to a certain age where we can say, okay, you know, this was working for me and now let me morph. Oh, this is going to work a little better at this moment in time. Exactly. And I think that for anybody listening, that's about that being open and flowing and saying, yes, well, this feels good. So work with what feels good. If you love yoga and you want to stand on your head and you want to practice more classic yoga, do. But if you want to go to a very soft yin yoga or like Qigong, which is called Taoist yoga, just because it comes from a Chinese Taoist tradition, that's also open. I think we choose and we may choose different things on different days as well. Right, right, right. And so it's interesting, Clarissa, I've definitely seen an uptick in the past year of people with extreme fears. And I think that it's because, you know, 2020 was certainly the most challenging year of my life. Um, And because of all that was thrown at us, I think people who already had these underlying fears, it just stoked them and they got worse and worse. And I wish, you know, if this was um, video too, I would be holding up some pictures. I have pictures of these incredible clients. I have a picture of a young woman who came to me at the age of 19 with a crippling fear of flying. She was not going on her family vacation, not going to happen. And I wake up, look on Facebook one morning, and there's a picture of this young woman skydiving out of an airplane. I was like, oh my gosh, right? She was not (laughs) going on this airplane, and here she is jumping out of one. And then, Clarissa, she totally changed her life because, oh, she now has a very successful business as the five-foot traveler. Oh, I love that. It's a bit hard right now, but I love the whole theme and concept. And I know I've heard you tell that story before, but it is amazing how we can overcome her fears. But tell a little bit, because I think that's linked to your work in hypnosis, isn't it? Yes. And oh my gosh, the very first day that I was in my hypnosis training, it was as if Clarissa, the skies, the heavens parted, the choirs started singing. It was like, I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been called to do in my lifetime. Because it is so fascinating what we can achieve and how simply, how gently we can achieve it with hypnosis. And I've been practicing for 16 years now. So what I, how I practice is my own little secret sauce. It's, you know, an amalgam of all these different um, modalities I've learned over the years. And it is just incredible. I have, um, I have a picture of, I have two sisters that I'm working with right now. And this is so interesting because I've never done, had this before. But the first one came to me. She had her first panic attack about a year ago and she was struggling with anxiety, insomnia, like you name it, the kitchen sink. And within, after our first session, within a week, she was starting to sleep through the night again. And um, her sister (coughs) is watching this incredible transformation with her. And she had, 
her own set of issues. Um, one big one being her fear of highway driving because she had had a panic attack while driving in the car. And I have a picture of this beautiful woman sitting in a car, smiling like the face of freedom because on Christmas Eve day, she drove 50 miles to see her sister for the first time in 10 years. That is incredible. And that's through hypnosis. Yes. And other so, techniques that you combine. But well, yeah. it's, 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 I do, you know, the healing work with, you know, which is very much a lot of hypnosis and some other stuff. But then it's also important that the client continues to use some of the tools to experience those short moments many times an hour. Uh, not like when, when we have a fear, it's you either have it or you don't. Once it's gone, it's gone. And it doesn't come back. It's not like it has an expiration date, but life's still throwing stuff at us and will for our entire lives until we're taking our last breath. So it's so important to keep, you know, uh, pouring out the emptying out the stress bucket, empty it out, empty it out um, so that we don't end up with, you know, um, anxiety in this other area of our life, you know, when we get rid of the fear, we get rid of the fear. But, you know, for me, I wrote, entitled the book, Goodbye Anxiety, Hello Freedom. It doesn't mean I don't experience anxiety. I do. It's, I know what to do. Oh, when it starts coming up, well, let me grab one of my oils. When it starts coming up, let me do one of my breath techniques. Um, if I could, Clarissa, can I share a very simple breath technique, which is oh. my, my client's favorite? Absolutely. Please do. And if you're listening at home, I would love to, for you to join in if you want to do it like that. <laughs> yes, yes. And even if you're listening to this while you're driving, this is one of the few breath techniques I can say, you can do this when you're driving because you don't need to close your eyes. And even if you've heard this before or you've done it before, I hope you'll join in because um, my husband heard me once on, on a podcast saying, oh, this is one of my client's favorite techniques. And he goes, mine too. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, that. <laughs> yeah, me too. So this is called square breathing. And uh, if you're sitting at a, a desk or a table, you can trace a square on that. Um, if you're driving, you can simply trace a square on your knee. Once we're back in person again, I love this because you can be sitting at a, a conference table in the middle of a you know stressful meeting and you can be tracing that square on your knee under the desk and nobody is going to say, Clarissa, what are you doing, right? So let me explain it first and then I'll guide you through it. So we're tracing a square and as we go across the top, we're, count, we're inhaling to the count of four. Then as we go down the outside of the square, we're holding our breath to the count of four. That's the key here. Then on the bottom, we are exhaling to the count of four, coming back up the other side, holding to the count of four. The reason this is so powerful is we've spent our entire lives inhale, exhale, inhale, exhale. And now we're introducing the pause. And so it's a, a total pattern interrupt. So if you would just think about, you know, something that's um, maybe a little stressful that's going on in your life right now, and just think zero to 10, where are you on that stress level? 10 would be, ah! so, you know, maybe you're, you're thinking about that. And you think, oh, it's a seven. Let's do a couple of rounds of this square breathing and then notice where it is afterwards. So we'll begin. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. 
hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Inhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. Exhale, two, three, four. Hold, two, three, four. And let your breath come back to its natural rhythm now. And just check in and notice what number you would give that stress or anxiety you were feeling now. And chances are, it's lower. (laughs) It is. And I noticed mine came right down. I've had a bit of a stressful last two days and that made a huge difference. But I'd love listeners, if you felt the benefit or you felt the difference there, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yes. And um, the uh, woman I was just speaking about the, with the uh, driving, um, when she drove to her sister's, she said there was, and I'm familiar, she's lo- local to here, so I'm familiar with this stretch of highway she was talking about. And it's really kind of an, an awkward uh, stretch of highway. And she said she started to feel a little discomfort come up and she started doing the square breathing and got through it. And so I share that with you. So they your listeners understand that it's not like, okay, oh, you do hypnosis and your life is forever changed. It is forever changed in certain ways. And yet life is still going to throw stuff at us. And so by uh, practicing uh, these techniques, and in my book, I've got 35 of them, I purposely have them in alphabetical order. So you don't even have to read the whole book. It's just peruse the table of contents. Oh, square breathing. What's that? Strike a pose. What's that? Find three or four of the techniques that you really feel like, oh, these are great for me. And that you will start actioning on a daily basis because we're going to build up new neural pathways. Um, Neuroscientists have found now, they used to think that at a certain age, I think it was around 40, they thought that that was it, our brains were fixed and they were no longer malleable. And now they found that they are still malleable up until our 60s, 70s, 80s. Uh, Maybe not as malleable as when we were younger, but they're still malleable. So when we have these, um, they say that neurons that fire together, wire together. So what it means is you experience something and a bunch of neurons fire off. When you re-experience that, they wire off again, keep firing off, keep firing off. And that's great for when you want to learn something new. However, when it's something that's anxious or creates fear for you, um, it's strengthening that. So by introducing these short moments of calm, we are creating new neural pathways that can get stronger and stronger the more we do it. And as we do that, those old neural pathways can begin to atrophy. Exactly. And that's the beauty of really these simple techniques and others around them that we can pick up new ways of of behaving quite subconsciously, I think. It's not just that once we've learned them, you start to react that way. It's beautiful. Right. Right. Well, and you know, I used to be like my uh, hypnosis instructor, my uh, mentor, she would start talking about the neuroscience and I would just glaze over like, oh, I don't want to hear this. But now I understand it. It's like, oh, let me tell you about this because it's so fascinating to me. Yeah, it is fascinating. And I think it shows the power of our own brain and our own mind to help us so much uh, as opposed to thinking either I'm powerless 
which is what we may feel when we have anxiety that goes above normal anxiety levels. We're out of control and a panic attack is definitely like that. To the fact that I can put in control measures and manage those feelings very simply. Yes. Well, and, you know, speaking directly to menopause, if your listeners, um, if you're driving, please don't join in with us. If you are not driving, please join in on us. If you would, close your eyes for just a moment and imagine that you're having a hot flash. And imagine that you step into this luxurious, oh my gosh, this incredible tropical space with a beautiful waterfall. And imagine that you step under that waterfall and you feel the water so gently massaging you from the top of your head down into the pool of water at your feet, feeling the cool water cooling you off and noticing how quickly and how gently you can begin to turn down that inner thermostat and notice Clarissa notice how quickly and how gently and how easily we can do that exactly I mean it's our minds are powerful we all can visualize that or feel it if we're not a, a visual person. But right. we get and it doesn't sense matter. of it. No. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you can't see pictures in your mind's eye. You can imagine it. And a uh, wonderful, fascinating thing about um, our brain is that our subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. And if you don't mind, I'd, I'd love to share yet another exercise that will really bring that home to you. So let's just imagine that you and I are sitting across from the table, whether it's you and you, Clarissa, and me, or you, the listener, and me. Let's just, again, if you don't see pictures, you don't have to. Just imagine that we're sitting across a table from each other. And for some reason, I bring out a, a lemon. And it's not just any lemon, it's a Costco lemon. And that's a, um, a store here in the States where everything is huge. Like, so this lemon would be like the size of a grapefruit. So you can imagine that yellow pithy skin dotted with the little dimples all around it, the little, two little pointy sides to it. And imagine that I start rolling that lemon around on a cutting board to loosen up the juices and mm, maybe you can get a little scent of that lemony goodness. And then imagine I take a very sharp knife and I slice that right in half and the juice begins to spray and you smell it a little more and perhaps feeling some of the drops of juice touching your skin. And then imagine that you bring one of the lemon halves up under your nose and, oh, you can really smell that wonderful lemony goodness. And then imagine, Clarissa and listeners, that you open your mouth and you take a big juicy bite out of it. And what just happened, Clarissa? We all went, I just went, ew. Because <laughs> I know it's going to be sour. And I like lemon, but I wouldn't eat it like that. <laughs> it was so instinctive. If, you, if yes. we had been on a video call, listeners, you would have seen my face just wrinkle up. <laughs> and, and chances are, almost everyone who was just listening and going through that exercise had the exact same experience. I have had very few people over the years not react that way. And so, it's 
how powerful our minds are, right? If we can imagine the sourness of the lemon, what else can we imagine? Can we imagine that we can imagine stepping into a cool waterfall and turning our inner thermostat down? Yes, we can. Um, There's something called anticipatory anxiety. And that's a lot with like, you know, what I was talking about with the um, the fear of flying, the fear of driving. Um, I know you've seen the picture of my little 11-year-old that I worked with recently with her fear of uh, shots. And so there's this anticipatory anxiety of, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Well, so what we're doing basically is hypnotizing ourselves to create what we don't want to have happen. So if instead we did anticipatory calm, ah, okay, I can anticipate that I can drive calmly. And oh, if I hit this this odd stretch of highway, I can do my square breathing and get through it. Oh, this, you know, the, my little 11-year-old, obviously, you know, she needed professional help because she was literally having to be restrained by two adults previously when she was kicking and screaming, flailing while she was getting her shots. And so we did the healing work with her. But again, she did the short moments and she kept in her mind's eye going through, imagining going into the pediatrician's office, going in, sitting on the crinkly paper, calmly receiving her shot. And then, you know, you saw the picture the mom sent me of her just like as calm as a cucumber getting her flu shot. Fantastic. I love that. And I think it just shows the power of our minds, but also the power that hypnosis has. And it it flashed through my mind as you were talking how much athletes use that, high performance, actors, anybody who's working in this sort of space visualizes the end and sees the positivity and the power of being able to bring that into our daily life, into managing our menopause symptoms is Yes, yes. And uh, I had mentioned to you before we started recording about um, this uh, golf opportunity that I have coming up. And for any golfers listening, um, I think her first name is Maria Popov. I know is her last name. Um, She went from uh, not even being, you know, eligible for the LPGA to winning, um, I forget what the uh, championship was, but like the big championship in the fall. In like three months, she went from zero to, you know, not zero, but, you know, not even placing on the thing to winning this huge championship. So it was like one of the biggest moments in golf um, last year, but it was also like one of the biggest moments in sports. And she talks about how it was her mindset of, of getting in her mindset to be able to see herself not messing up, but see herself getting that trophy. And she did. I love that. And I think that's so amazing. And she did it because her mind was different. And I love how that can be so powerful for menopausal women to actually see ourselves differently, to see that when our symptoms come up, they don't overpower us because often they do. And we feel hopeless and I can't go this journey. But there's so many things, hot flashes, anxiety attacks, even when we feel our moods coming on, they don't because I think sometimes, and I don't know what your opinion here is, Stephanie, we think, oh, this mood's coming and it, it comes out of nowhere. But of course, it never really does come out of nowhere. There's a building up of it. Uh, we don't burst out in anger instantly. We probably feel that coming on 
or we feel irritable, we feel sad, we feel we feel any of these emotions that are a huge part of menopause, we can we can experience those, but also stop them from escalating. Exactly, exactly. And Clarissa, I think, you know, I, I adore you. I adore your work. I think that what you're doing is, you know, so, so very needed in our world, because we are so um, conditioned to not be connected to our emotions. It's like, you know, oh, just, you know, just ignore it, just ignore it, you know, which is a very um, uh, uh, patriarchal uh, approach, a very masculine approach. And I think that, you know, you are um, giving your listeners um, permission to embrace all of themselves. You know, it's not like, okay, let's embrace, let's embrace these happy feelings and just ignore the, the rest. But, you know, again, going back to union yoga, um, when we can embrace it and say, oh, yeah, these emotions are in me and they don't have to control me um, because that's just an illusion, thinking that they're controlling us because it's not, you know, they are not controlling us. Um, they are existing. So when we can uh, say, oh, yes, all right, these are, are happening, what can I do about it? That's so much more empowering than, oh, let me take a pill. Yes. And also not to feel like you're a victim of your emotion or your emotion is bad or good. I, I sometimes read people saying things like, you know, anger or, or bad emotions. They're not bad. They're just emotions. And it's how we respond to them. It's how we learn to manage them and not react to them or allow them to take control of our lives, which they well, can do that, very quickly. It can overrun us. That's exactly like drill it down to. The core is react or respond. And when we are reacting, we're acting from that reptilian brain, um, the sympathetic nervous system. And it's like the fire alarm. It's Wah, wah, wah. it's always on. And so when we instead do some of these very simple techniques to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, which is like a nice, soft, cozy down blanket, that is the rest and digest and relax nervous system. So the more that we can activate that, and we can so, so easily just by... <sighs> Oh, I'm not being rude, Clarissa. That's one of the techniques for my book. <laughs> exactly. To yawn. <laughs> when, when you yawn, and Clarissa, just do a big old fake yawn right now. Just, <sighs> again, oh. your subconscious doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So anytime that you yawn, you're stimulating the vagus nerve, which stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. Exactly. It's like so simple. <laughs> And that's the key, isn't it? And I think that a lot of people hear the word hypnosis and think you're going to hypnotize me and put me under or something strange. And it's really about activating the mind, helping you to move, as you said, from sympathetic to parasympathetic and be in control. Yes. And and really finding out that um, the practice that I have um, – you know, again, it's like my own little secret sauce now because I've been doing this for so long. But it's all about empowering you and getting in touch with your higher self, your higher mind, that I don't ever, uh, you know, 
feel like, oh, well, I'm the expert here. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to control you. And it's never that at all. It's um, us coming together in union and connecting with your higher self. And when you're, when you connect with your higher self, it is absolutely mind-blowing because you have all the answers. Um, I look at each of us as the inner golden Buddha. There was a uh, story in, I think it was Vietnam back in the 1950s. They were moving this big clay, uh, two-ton Buddha statue, and it cracked. And when they were looking at it with a flashlight, they discovered something glinting back, and they found that this clay Buddha statue was actually a solid gold Buddha statue that had been covered over with mud, and you know the village had gotten wiped out. They covered it with um, clay because they were going to be invaded, and the whole village got wiped out, so there was nobody left to say, oh, there's gold under here. And so that's how I look at each of us and each client, where, all right, yeah, you know, we have issues. All God's children got issues, right? Let's just move that mud off of you and and clear that way so that we can expose and allow you to come in contact and again, to reconnect to your inner golden Buddha. That is the most beautiful story I've had. And I would say as menopause is the best opportunity in our life sometimes to reconnect back into who we are Uh, to that gold inside us that sometimes, listeners, has been clouded uh, by everything we think we should do and all the stuff we take on us, which creates some of our emotions to bubble up. And there we are, underneath we're golden, and we have this opportunity more than ever to pause, press the pause in menopause, I say. I love that. I love that. And, and don't you find, Clarissa, don't you find that you are so much more comfortable in your own skin now than when you were in your 30s and 40s, maybe, you know, earlier oh. than that? Oh, yes. I wouldn't want to go back there. People sometimes talk about rolling back the years or staying like you were 30, 40. No, thank you. No. <laughs> is my answer. I'm right. a lot more comfortable. And you know, especially since I turned 60 this year, you know, I would say to anybody out there, post-menopause when you're in this new, more balanced phase is amazing. And the trick is to get through those years of change, being supported by techniques like Stephanie's been talking about. Well, and it helps to make that journey uh, much more, um, uh, much less of a roller coaster ride. Because as I said, I my perimenopause was really challenging for me. And my menopause was not. And I, I really believe that it's because I had already found so much more balance in my life when I shifted into menopause that it was like, you know, like if you drive a stick shift and you, you know, you just very smoothly, you know, you're pressing the, the clutch as you into neutral and into that next gear. And so um, whatever techniques, whether it's, you know, techniques that I'm sharing from my book or if it's, you know, finding uh, Qigong or, or whatever works for you, the more ways that you can find, not just one way, but the more ways that you can find to help yourself keep that emotional balance, um, the less friction there is in the menopause journey. Exactly. Stephanie, you've shared so many great techniques. We've had a chance to practice. If you were to leave my listeners with three key takeaways, what would that be? Start today. 
don't wait until, oh, I'll start working on that next Monday. Or, you know, when people just made New Year's resolutions and already broke them, uh, right? So start today. Um, think about short moments, many times an hour. Oh, I can set a reminder on my phone that once an hour I stop and I breathe for 10 seconds. Like 10 seconds. That's enough to press the reset. Um, and the third is to embrace all of you. I struggled um, for many, many years of how do I embrace all of me, these parts of myself that I would judge as, as not worthy and not good enough, and embrace it all. You know, as you are embracing it, you're extending compassion to yourself. Life is a lot better. Definitely. I love those. Start now little and often, and embrace all of you, I think. <laughs> it's a beautiful ways to think about your life at any time. But at menopause, it's just really supportive to go through this journey well. Yes. Yes. Stephanie, where can people get hold of you and learn more about the work you do? Uh, you can get five of the techniques from my book for free at five, the number five, easy ways to calm anxiety.com. Five easy ways to calm anxiety.com. And hopefully you'll put that in the show notes along with uh, how to spell stephaniedelfonso.com. <laughs> I certainly will. They will be in the show notes for everybody. Um, and so if anybody. If anybody's interested in having a conversation about, you know, how I can assist you during your menopause journey or whatever else might be going on, you can go to chatwithstephd.com. Wonderful. That will be in the show notes as well. Stephanie, it's been a pleasure having you sharing some practical tips for people to do and that they can so hopefully start practicing right from today. So that was definitely the box breeding was the one that I would take away. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. As I said, that's my clients' favorites. I think it's a lot of people's favorites, so I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, your passion. Oh, Clarissa, thank you so much as well. You are absolutely a beacon of light in our world today. Thank you. Thank you for listening. If you have loved or liked this episode, then I would be deeply grateful if you would head over to iTunes and give it a five-star rating. My mission is to reach as many women as possible, menopausal midlife women who may be feeling alone and asking questions, why do I feel this way? Thriving Through Menopause is all about a community and our collective wisdom. You matter to me. Your feedback, opinions and stories matter to me. And I would love to hear from you. So drop me an email, clarissa at clarissachristensen.com. I genuinely want your feedback and your ideas on the topics that you would like to hear more of on this podcast. And if you are a woman who feels that they are struggling alone through menopause and you need more support, pop over to my website, clarissachristensen.com. You can find free resources and you can book a one-to-one discovery call with me. Let's start conversation. Thank you once again for listening.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.